ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Well, that's how it goes, folks. Sometimes you get it in, sometimes you don't. Now, hello, everybody, and how are you? It's your boy from Brooklyn, Shannon Ambrosio, just saying. It's Sunday, time for another Everything and Nothing podcast. So I hope everybody's having a wonderful day so far and had an amazing weekend because, my goodness, the weather around here is starting to change. Uh... Spring has sprung and has sprung in and has springed all. It's going to spring. I'm not sure what's going on yet with the uh, weather, but I can tell you this. Um, during the day, it is definitely getting warmer. The sun is shining just a little bit more, right? And who doesn't love that? And uh, at night, it still gets cold, right? <laughs> so I don't. The weather's not really sure. I know it's spring, and I know this weather knows it's spring. It just hasn't been sprung yet on the rest of us so i think that's what's going on uh i hope everybody had an amazing weekend so far and you guys are out there doing something that basically scares the crap out of you most of the time because they're only giving you two days to enjoy yourself so you might as well do anything or should i say everything and nothing all at the same time so um everybody knows that um, last week I talked about my buddy Rob and how everybody, I hope everybody out there, you know, said a little, you know, a couple of, you know, prayers and sent some uh, warm and positive wishes. Rob has passed on and has taken his seat at the table with the rest of the great people that have gone before him. So I'd like to just take a second here and um just share a little something with you and i hope everybody just give me a minute so you'll see here here's a picture of on well maybe it's on your left or your right but <laughs> over there you'll see a young version of rob and myself you know 20 years ago and um then on the other side, you'll see him just before I, I snapped a picture when he did the podcast with me, um, uh, which was only 10 months ago. And now Rob has, Rob has passed away and he had uh, uh, lung cancer. That's why I say, you know, the heck with cancer. And uh, it takes away a lot of good people before I think it's necessary. <laughs> so that's my opinion right there. So that's a picture of Rob and myself doing the leather stuff. We had a booth set up in the city over there. And we were selling some of the leather goods that we made. And it was kind of cool, you know. And then 20 years later, still being friends and close and, uh, you know, loving the idea of uh, 
having a common uh, interest with a friend of mine was great because we got to uh, share our friendship together doing something that we enjoyed. And it was a, it was a great thing, you know. And um, I'm sorry to see him go. So this is my last farewell, my last, uh, y'all see you soon, buddy. Miss you, Rob. And uh, that's about it, folks. And that's kind of is going to get me into the topic for today um, because I think about the struggle that Rob went through with this idea of health coverage and how I think us as citizens here in the United States, I think just in general are treated in a certain sense that, you know, we're almost like livestock. And I've said this before about how I feel about uh, the government and how they treat people, you know, basically like livestock and they're hurting us. And basically we're just getting things done on a constant basis for the government, basically, for them to reap the benefits, I guess, from this country, you know, you know, to other countries, right? What is the worth of the country and, and, and how does it treat its people? I think that really is um, a big message. And the idea of what we do as, as countries to our own people and how we feel about um, control and how we let them, uh, basically the government, control everything that we do on a daily basis. I know a lot of people don't think it's that way, but it truly is, um, that we're constantly being herded, policed, shuffled in directions, pushed in directions, uh, made to do things that we know are probably not in the best interest of all the people in general. So the idea of might, right, it always brings, it always poses that question to me, is might always right? So in other words, you know, like, just because you have the power to do something, does it mean that you necessarily need to do it? I think that's really the long and short of it. When I think about how everything is going down now here and the push and the persuasion for people to do exactly what the government wants them to do at all times, right? So they've already proven their system and how it works, right? They create a pandemic or, or chaos or some kind of idea where we need, where we think we need direction from them. And then basically they deploy all their uh, insensitive um intentional uh persuasion of ways onto us through fear and and uh control and i think about the idea of how it's done when i think about might and how the government basically forces all these rules and regulations and laws and and all these things that they basically have for an agenda for themselves to basically control us to do anything that basically they they need done um, and not necessarily in any particular order at one time, because it's us as hey, where am I going? I'm going to go with this one again. As we, the people, we are the ones who are creating um, the in, the society, the environment, all these things, all the great inventions, all the great intentions, all these things are done by the people. We, the people, and then somehow, some way, the government steps in and they take control of it somehow, some way by you know, forcing their power onto uh, everyone, uh, whether it's individually at one point, if you have a great invention, you know, such as computers and technology and things that happen, um, or, you know, just about anything. And then the government steps in, they, they basically take over whatever they decide they want to have a part of. And then um, we're basically policed and forced to follow whatever rules or regulations or laws that they make up 
um, at, at any given moment, right? So, I mean, basically, they can create laws and create new mandates and regulations anytime they see fit and then basically have a justification by um, writing down, like I said before, on a piece of paper, a new law or a new amendment or an amendment to an amendment or six parts to an amendment or a sub C, a subcontract D, E, F or G. And then all of a sudden there's a new way that they want us to do something, right? And it's everything is done that way, right? Uh, like I, I talk about a lot is this whole idea of um, taxes and, and them just basically taking money from us on a daily basis. And when you think about the idea of money and what it does and what it's supposed to do is basically it's supposed to create uh, an easier way to trade goods or give each other the things that we think are necessary or, you know, certain things that we may want, right? New cars or, you know, bigger, better, faster, whatever it is, technology. And, you know, basically they, they're charging us down the line for every part of it, right? So they charge us, you know, taxes for everything. If you want to manufacture it, you have to have a business and then you got to pay them taxes to do that. But every part of the process from when we work somewhere in some capacity getting money they tax that then we go to spend the money again and then they tax that and then the people we spend the money with they tax them so i mean where does the where does this actuality of the idea of what money is and what it does and and how does it control everything that's what i'm having a hard time understanding lately is that how is it that people or things can amass so much of this thing that has really no intrinsic value, to be honest, right? Because the idea of whatever this particular thing is, this piece of paper or digital currency of some kind, isn't it basically just an idea of them giving us something to, to give to somebody else in good faith that we get something, either a service or a product? So who judges the value of that? Right. So who judged the value of the beginnings of money and when it all started? Right. So basically the government stepped in and said, well, all the states can't have separate money anymore. So now we have a federal government. So now we're going to decide which money you use. So all the money that you guys had before and all the way you uh, receive goods, got goods, made goods, uh, distributed services amongst yourselves is no longer good. So we're going to have a centralized way of putting a value on something that the government decided and they're going to create a money that's backed by something. And then you pass around these notes here in conjunction with a service or a product that you want or need. But the government regulated that. They decided that. So they collectively decided that we were going to do this. They didn't ask permission. <laughs> they didn't discuss this with anybody. They just kind of took it upon themselves to do whatever they wanted to do. And then the rest of us were just supposed to fall in line. I use this quote a lot, and it's a status quo. It's basically a status quo, and everybody just falls silent. So everything that gets done, it's kind of a status quo. Well, everybody is treated this way. <laughs> and if we all wanted to understand what real equality is, we would understand what equality really is. And equality is, is that we all equally get to work for the government. <laughs> and then we all equally get to give them exactly what they tell us to give them, no matter what it is whether you are really poor or really rich. I mean, that's, the, that's really the bottom line of it, is that they create the rules. So the government creates the rules and the regulations and the laws and all these other things that they're supposed to be doing instead of governing us. 
right? Which is us, we the people, deciding what is best for us at any given time. And then these government officials that we employ and we put in these positions are supposed to make sure that everybody abides by the definition of what the collected of the masses decided that they wanted. But that's not, that's not how it works. So they create these laws and these rules and these regulations and all these, oh my goodness, so much red tape and so much distance between the people that actually do these things to us as opposed to where we actually are, right? So they distance us by the idea of the amount of politicians, the amount of law enforcement is the most astronomical thing that we have in our government. So our government all the way up to the president of the United States has such a giant buffer zone in between him and how, our, how laws are created and how Congress and how all these people gather their thoughts together and decide for the rest of us how they want us to do it, how they want us to be controlled. So they make all these decisions behind closed doors and then they create these rules and laws and then they come up with these people that enforce this for them. And we think we don't live amongst organized crime. We are. <laughs> Our government is the largest form of organized crime there possibly is. There is no other way to explain it. Because basically, <laughs> the United States of the Americas, of where we are, where we did have a Declaration of Independence in 1776, which was supposed to allow us the ability to not deal with tyranny anymore. But that's not what happened. What happened was is that the government figured out a way of how to track us all and then put a, basically a value on us, right? So starting with your birth certificate, basically you are uh, considered commerce of the United States, right? That's how your birth certificate reads, right? You're commerce of the United States because you were born on this soil where this, you know, nation is. And that goes to stand for every other nation as well, right? So if you're born on that soil, and that's the reason why that's important to, to this whole thing, is that if you're born in another place on the planet and that soil belongs to another country, you are commerce or property of. And that's why you have to have all these documentations now. Because that's how they value nations, by the amount of people and the things that we produce, <laughs> I mean, to keep the government and the government people rich, very rich, and the rest of us just doing as status quo, right? So when I think about these things, I think a lot about how um, we're being policed on a constant basis, right? And the only reason for that is two things, right? One, for the idea of the rules and the policing and that there's so many organizations that handle all these things is absolutely insane. The amount of people that us as citizens pay for to be employed. So in other words, our work on a constant basis is basically going to politicians for their agendas. Whichever politician it is, I don't care what side, left side, right side, whatever side you want, you know, it doesn't really make a difference. Um, you know, five cent, 10 cent, dollar, 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 <laughs> if that makes sense to you. So, I mean, I think about these things because um, it, it really does 
put us in a predicament where, you know, on a local level, we have we have so many enforcements as to, you know, the government enforcing all these laws and all these rules and all these regulations onto us on a constant basis. And every time they think of a new law or a new rule or something else they want us to do, they create a police force or some kind of security or some kind of way for them to monitor us based on these new things that they created, right? I mean, and that's crazy, right? We have, we have you know, uh, tickets and things that can be written at any given time for any given reason. I mean, basically, right? You have, you know, highway, you know, patrols, you have policemen, you have detectives, you have all these different groups that the government creates at some in some way shape or form and i don't care and don't get into semantics with me on this nonsense too either that it's local and then it's well there's a difference between local state um uh federal all these things and we all know them to be true and we all know they are separated but the bottom line is this it's just basically an organization of some kind that basically is telling the rest of the people exactly what to do. And if you don't follow these rules, that's no worry because they're not necessarily here to do away with the people for breaking the rules and that's why they create the rules and that's why they create all these organizations here because might is always right. The idea that they have enforcement in place in every country, not just here, in every country that basically can do two things to you. And both of them boil down to the bottom line is money, is the value of something, us as the human beings, right? So the idea is that on the local level, they can give you a summons and that summons allows them to take money from you. Or the alternative is that if the crime is you know, much more severe than a monetary value, but there's a monetary value for every crime. So, so, you know, so the idea is because that's what insurances do. They basically put money values on everything, right? A death is a certain amount of money. Um, an arm is a certain amount of money. A leg is a certain amount of money. And this is all regulated by the government. So if you don't know out there, so the insurance companies, they're all regulated by the government. So the government allows them to pay a certain amount of money according to how much you want to pay, according to how much they will give somebody if there's something wrong, if something happens. So the government regulates that. So the other part of it is they will throw you in jail, right? So that's the only the two things. You either pay them something or you pay them with your, with your time of your life. So all of it's worth money because the idea is that even in prisons, because we know they're all privatized at this point, they make money there as well. So it's not really necessarily that they're losing in any part of this. It's not the fact that they can't make you a more productive uh, person in society or maybe you can be a little more civilized for whatever the crime is that you've done the fact is all they're thinking about is the money value on the human being so they're thinking well if you're not going to be productive where you make us money on your own where you go find a job whatever it may be and then you pay us taxes your boss pays you tax pays us taxes and everybody just keeps paying us and we're okay with that so if you don't want to do that and conform to the rest of us so we'll find another way to make money out of you so we'll put you in prison of some kind whatever it may be um 
and then we'll just make money on on you that way right so if you're in the prison system and you're employed in the prison system they make money so the government's making money on whatever products they're making inside the prisons and then they ship them off and sell them and then they make a profit so my goodness how horrible is this that the government has created us just for the idea of the monetary value of what we're worth so of course might is always right and of course <laughs> the government is going to create forces and security and bureaus and oh my goodness enforcement agencies the list goes on and on and on right because tyranny <laughs> tyranny is a funny thing because after a while tyranny or the act of being tyrannical it is imposed by the person who created these laws and rules and all that stuff because that person doesn't want to be really held responsible for it so they create all these organizations and they separate everything down to the most minuscule idea of what that task is or what it's supposed to do or whatever made up idea of it that they have for it okay and then they just decide then they just make a rule and then they just hire people to enforce this rule and this new law or whatever it is mask mandates vaccine mandates come on kids going to school and learning certain curriculum because the government says so mandating this right here is a serious serious problem i think the enlightenment is this is that everybody i think at this point really should just be taking out <laughs> you know a copy of the declaration of independence and really understanding it understanding what civil rights are understanding what the declaration of independence is and what it means the the total meaning right the written words the understanding that this was that this was done by human beings right so the whole system at some point whatever it is government uh finance all of these things were created by people by another by other human beings not by gods or so-called gods or miracles or these other uh you know entities where people have visions and all these things and i go no this was created by regular human beings that decided that other human beings owed them something and to me that's a very wild concept that any one human being owes another human being anything of any kind i mean it's a funny thing to think about us as individuals owing another individual or even as they call it you know patriotism and country you owe them something for something and i find that very very um uh it's 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 a really tangled web we weave right because who's who was the original spider that decided that this was the way it was going to be i don't think anybody really recalls <laughs> how that web got spun but we all know we're stuck in it you know and i i i think about these things because when a friend of yours or somebody you know comes to you and says shoot my goodness i'm just asking for a little bit of help and the rest of us i think in just a, a general fashion have this idea that somebody else is going to take care of it and we never we never actually see it or we never actually speak up against it because 
we always think that somebody else is going to take care of it for us. But <laughs> it's my thing. So you know. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? I do. <laughs> I care. I care a lot. I care about these things because I think us as people have to realize that 250 years ago, which is not that long. It's not that, listen to me, people. It's not that long. 250 years ago, we had the same issue and we fought against tyranny and we, we so-called won, right? Because we had the Declaration of Independence and we declared independence and we haven't looked back. But the problem is, I don't think we've looked to the future for everybody else that was going to be here. I think that <laughs> we didn't think it was going to be this big that fast. So we weren't sure how it was going to work out. But it's getting to a point where, um, you know, I think we the people are starting to make it the government rules. And, and then we just, we just status quo everything. We just kind of fall in place. I think we have to think about things for a little bit. <laughs> My God, are you still talking? And yes, I am. <laughs> and I got off to a rant this, this uh, Sunday pretty quick because, you know, it's, I have this, you know, this thing in the top of my head because um, when, when another human being comes into contact with um, tyrannical forces of any kind, you know, where basically everything's just pushed back, you know, how do you tell somebody who's sick or how do you tell somebody who's homeless or how do you tell another fellow human being that because they may not you know because the government feels you don't have enough monetary value for your life or what it is or what it's worth that you shouldn't be here <laughs> you shouldn't be as 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 like everybody else you shouldn't be shouldn't be treated like everybody else and i think that's that's horrible and the way countries police their people is is totally destructive for mankind just in general i mean come on when you have to have 17 forms of identification to travel on a planet that doesn't belong to anybody we have to think that tyranny is the problem like the idea of world tyranny is the problem it's not just individual nations it's not just individual states provinces um you know small areas of certain people in in certain areas and i go no it's everybody it's the idea that we haven't gotten past the fact that we can we can handle this on our own and govern ourselves and take care of things accordingly because we did it before any of these things were in place so again 250 years ago none of this was here this we weren't talking on these things we weren't talking to massive amounts of people on these things so you have to figure in 250 years the evolution of where things are going to be i mean nobody can tell the future but i can tell you this <laughs> from what I'm seeing so far in my lifetime is that it's, I don't see it getting better. I don't just don't see it getting better. I see things kind of drifting off into a, a place where people just in general won't care about each other. And the idea that everything will just be taken care of by somebody else. But we, the people, <laughs> we, the people need to understand these things. So when you, when, when I think about, government and what what the need is for all these things i mean when we break it down just a little bit easier right that money is created by by a government of any kind no matter what country it is so the idea is that the fact that everything has a value what if there was no money 
What if there was no way to value things? What would we do? Right? So how would this work? So would it be easy if there was no value on anything and there was just places to get things? I mean, how would that be? How would we work it out? Right? So with all these advancements, technology advancements, medical advancements, the way things happen just in general, would we all just be privy to it? I mean, if there was no money, if there was no value on anything, right? And everybody was just a person. And if you needed, you know, I mean, I hate to use such small things. Like if you go into a store and this, this farm provides the milk for this stores and these stores have this milk. So when you go to that store, you get the milk and you get the groceries that you need. And then you move on. And then you have a good or you work for a place that has a product or a service. And basically, if somebody needs that product or that service, they just go there and they get that. <laughs> I mean, if there was no money value on anything, right? If that was just the way it worked, right? If everybody had just what they needed, if we just provided each other for what we just needed, there wouldn't need to be any policing. <laughs> there wouldn't need to be any uh, value of anything. Money wouldn't even exist. There would just be the idea of taking and getting what you need, right? And I'm not talking about total fascism and stuff like that. I'm talking about the idea of people just understanding that we all really do need each other and we all do need things and services from each other. And how wonderful would that be if we didn't separate ourselves so much from it, right? We think about this, right? When you go to work, you think your boss is somebody different. You think your supervisor is somebody different. You think about people differently in the role that they have, in the position they may have. Even in society, we do the same thing. We put everything in these little silos because the government tells us to. Because they tell us, because this is a good neighborhood, this is a bad neighborhood. These are good stores, these are bad stores. This is... You know, this is the right way to eat. This is the wrong way to eat. My goodness, we listen to them for everything. They have, the governments have created these little groups of people that tell us what the rules are. And then they have another group of people that enforce that without, without any, without any other regulation. So in other words, if the government is creating all the laws and all the rules and everything that has to be done by us, the masses, how, how, will, we ever, how will we ever not have them? So in other words, <laughs> why isn't anything being reformed if these things are being prosecuted? So if certain things are wrong and they've always been wrong, how come... <laughs> How come these judges and these judicial systems and all these policings and all these laws and all these prisons and all these places where they send all these bad people, how come it's still happening? How come it's still happening after all these years? And it's, don't tell me it's free will. <laughs> it is free will for us to do everything. It's us. It's our free will that creates the rules and the laws. So, yes. You can't, not one person can be judged by another person for anything. I mean, that right there is, should be the basis of where we all are, right? So in other words, if there's, if there's a law for something, then that's it. There's no interpretation. There's no amending. There's no gray area. There's no this. There's no that. It's just, that's it. And if that's the way it is, then that's okay. But when you create 
rules and you create laws and you say that this is for the betterment of the people and then it's not for the betterment of all the people, then it's just benefiting. It's just only benefiting the people that are making these things up. That's all it is. It's not really doing anything for anybody else. And the fact that they create all these um, these different, you know, ways of making sure we follow these rules on a constant basis. And I'm, I'm just, you know, crazy about doing, you know, all these things. I love to fact check and find out different things, right? When we think about governments and the way they control us, there's so many people controlling us at one time, it's not even funny. Like they are telling us, they, they create these rules and these laws to basically tell us what to do all the time. It's never, it's never like, oh, well, it got fixed, so we don't need that anymore. It never happens. Then they create another one. And then they, they find out more ways for us that, you know, to break laws or, or not abide by whatever rule they give us at that time, right? And it just, it's baffling right and we pay for all this so we pay for them <laughs> we pay the government to employ people to tell us what we're doing wrong oh my goodness you know what's funny they don't have rules or laws of engagement for good samaritans for doing good deeds right how crazy would that be right here's a, here's something to chew on for a little bit let this marinate right what about if you're a good citizen you know they don't pay you for that but my goodness, run a red light. That's a $100 ticket. What? Yes. <laughs> Speed in the zone, they don't want you speeding in. That's it. That's the ticket that you pay them for that too. You pay them for everything. But how, how funny would it be, <laughs> you know, if they started giving something back? How nice would that be? And I'm not talking about your nonsense tax return that the, everybody's going to be getting back soon because, you know, we all think that they gave us something. They didn't give us anything. They took more than they gave us. So, you know, right? Check your taxes. So the idea is this. What if there's a good Samaritan law, right? So every 30 days, if you don't commit a crime, why don't they give everybody money? I don't understand that. Why doesn't, it, why doesn't the law enforcement and things like that decrease depending on, you know, <laughs> good samaritan law i know there is one but i don't you never hear about them right so you don't go on the news or you don't go on any of these social media things and hear any very few things about people doing anything good and in groups even worse right the bigger the group <laughs> usually the more tyranny there is so that's the that's the hard part about that you don't see groups going out there and and trying to do good things for anybody that's a horrible fucking thing excuse my language i speak french in case you don't know but the idea is that, how crazy is that? Why don't we give our citizens back something in, in, in a kind gesture that we're just good to each other for a little while? How about that one? Wouldn't that be funny? What would we do with ourselves if we started praising people and giving accolades and letting communities and groups and states and cities know where the good people are? How wonderful would that be? How wonderful would it be is if, I don't know, the government made it, you know, so that, you know, we had to call out on, on all the good people, all the, all the people that are helping society, all the people that are contributing to the human race in a positive direction. How about that? How about we start, you know, rewarding those people and helping them, right? Because that, 
that right there makes a lot of sense to me. You know, creating more uh, authority uh, groups like, let me give you an example here because you know me. I'm into homework, right? So just so you know, right? Law enforcement, the idea that they create laws and rules and then they create agencies to enforce them because we're not smart enough to figure it out, right? Because then once we're smart enough to figure it out, then they create a new one, right? So if speed limits were 45, they were like, oh, too many people doing 45 now. Let's, let's, let's do this now. Let's lower that a little bit. And then they'll go over the speed limit because they make cars that go 200 miles an hour. Here's another food for thought, right? If cars, if the highest speed limit on any highway in the United States is 75 miles an hour, why do cars go 150 and 180 miles an hour off the line out of the, out of the showroom? So you're already putting people in a predicament without even, you know, with, with anybody even thinking, not thinking twice about it. So you make a car that goes 120 miles an hour. You put your foot on the gas, you're going 120 miles an hour. There's nobody in front of you. Then they give you a ticket. <laughs> so what kind of crazy world do we live in here? I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't understand the concept. When everybody just gets the green light to like kind of, you know, take something from somebody else without, <laughs> without even th having the ability to think smart about it. No, it's not necessary. <laughs> it's not necessary, you government people out there. I'm just like, oh, hell no. It's not good to be taken from us f without asking. That's all I'm saying, right? It's not, right? You get entrapment, right? So when you build a car, if the car goes more than 75 miles an hour, you already cause an entrapment for anybody who buys it. That's the truth right there. So I'm just letting you know that's the way they work it. They work it so that it'll always work in their favor. It's not, it's not going to work in my favor or your favor. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> they don't make it like that. <laughs> you get Everybody gets the wrong answer. That's the truth right there. <laughs> you know how I am without it, with, about all this, you know, is, is the fact that, you know, <laughs> that's who's getting the goat today. <laughs> that's how I feel. All, and I'm not pinpointing any one of them. I'm point, pinpointing the idea that the government creates so many law enforcement agencies that is not a, there's not a chance at any time in any human being's life here in this United of the States that you can't be charged with some kind of crime for something you didn't even know existed and then have to pay a fine or <laughs> be forced to go to prison which they will make money for anyway. So to me, it's this really weird thought that we think that they're governing us, and they're not. They're hurting us like animals, and we are basically a number attached to a value. And that's what they like. And if we're okay with that status quo. <laughs> this is the way it's going to remain. And I'm not saying for me <laughs> or for anybody else in general. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> voicing my opinions <laughs> so let me just give you this example real quick listen to me okay united states of america law enforcement agencies look you have local state and federal there's approximately approximately not a definite number because nobody knows that real number there's approximately eighteen thousand. get that number real quick Eighteen thousand agencies 
That's only the agencies. That's not the amount of people that are employed in those agencies. That's just the agency number. It's close to 18,000 agencies that the government has that enforces the laws and regulations onto us, the populace, at any given time. 18,000 agencies. So they have, you have, let's just go down this list real quick. Look, you have police, you have detectives, you have corrections officers, you have park police, you have, wait a minute, here's another thing that really became precocious to me. <clears throat> okay, informants. Think about it for one minute. Informants, right? <laughs> informants are on the government's payroll. So any informant of any kind that helps anybody, that tells anybody information that they want them to tell them or that they make up, anyone will do. But these informants, according to the government, they're on the payroll, and that's their title, informants. No, there's something crazy going on here, folks. There's too many people in between the real people. <laughs> enforcing all these crazy laws and rules that they made. I don't understand how it happened. I'll tell you how it happened. We shut our eyes two or three times. <laughs> and we woke up and it was here, right? Look, they have state police, highway patrol and police. They have rangers. <laughs> Wait, there's the, not only is there the FBI, there's the SBI, which is the State Bureau of Investigations. There's the State Bureau of Narcotics, Department of Public Safety, State Marshal, Marine Patrol, Game Warden, State Park Police, Campus Police, Campus there's campus police. There's campus police. Because the people who are going to school to learn and be educated, they need their own police because they can't control themselves. I don't know why. <laughs> like I said, but you also have here where you have local corrections officers, then you have state corrections officers because there's two different facilities in case you don't know that. There's local facility, then there's state facility, right? So there's all different kinds of facilities there. You got the FBI, <laughs> then you got the CIA, uh, Department of Defense, National Security Agency, Drug Enforcement. Wait, Drug Enforcement Administration, Homeland Security. We all know that one, right? We know how, how well they did on that one right there. Uh, you've got the Secret Service because we're not supposed to tell nobody. But listen to me. Here's a, here's a better one, right? The government, they're so great at what they do. They created a branch of people called the Secret Service. Then they told us about it. Now listen to me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. I gotta I gotta do this one. I'm sorry. Uh, oh hell no. Yes. So the state or the government, they created a, 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 a enforcement agency called the Secret Service, but they told us about it. They're not very secretive. <laughs> I'm just trying to look. I'm just making this one known to you guys out there, okay? Right? <laughs> That's the truth. Right so, you know, when I heard that one, I went, yeah. No, because, wait, wait a minute. Because if you're going to have a secret, once you tell somebody, and I don't care who it is, just one person, but they didn't just tell one person. They, tell the, they told the whole population <laughs> that there's a secret service. So we already know. <laughs> No secret anymore. Good job on that one. All right, there, Mr. Government. Way to go. <laughs> so they, have a they have a bureau. First, it was alcohol. It was a ATF, right? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Then they added the E, the ATFE for the explosives, because they already they figured the firearms and explosives. They were like, yeah, well, 
just let's let's just add that one in there. I'm so okay. So you didn't know. So so this they added the E on that one. So then they hired more people. Wait a minute. Then there's a thing called the IRS, and we all know that one. That's the Internal Revenue Service. Those people right there, those are the people. Now let's listen how this one works. Those are the people right there that the government says, hey, you know what? Yeah, there's a guy over there who's making some money over there. And I don't know if he's given of us given us enough of his money. I'm not sure how it works. But you know what? <laughs> Ask him. <laughs> that guy over there was making some money. Ask him how much money he gave us so far. Okay? So do an audit on him. We're going to look at all his stuff. We're going to see all his money he made, all money he spent, all everything. And then we're going to say to him, hey, uh, I think you owe us more. It's like when you go to a, uh, the DMV and you get a bill of sale from somebody who said the car was worth $500. And then DMV goes, well, not really. The book value is worth, I don't know, 900 now. And they said, well, I didn't pay the guy $900. I paid him $500 for the car. I made a deal with him. And they said, well, we don't care what your deal is. We're going to um, reassess the value of your vehicle now, and you're going to pay us a little extra money. And I go, well, shoot, you, you didn't help me buy the car. Why am I giving you some? I don't understand how I got to give you money now. You didn't put in on this. <laughs> it's kind of like back in the day when you got a bag of hooch, right? You didn't put in, you didn't get none. <laughs> it's just the way it works. I can't. <laughs> That's another idea going off in my head. I can't help that one. It's kind of like. <laughs> it's kind of like you got to laugh sometimes at things like this because if you don't, they're just gonna keep. They're just gonna keep like adding more stuff. They're just gonna keep putting more rules, more regulations, more laws, more agencies, more people that they hire to police us, to make sure that we fall in line, that we do as we're told, when we're told, and not a day sooner or later. Because when they can tell you, if you don't give us money. We can put you in jail indefinitely. If you don't do exactly what we tell you to do, we could do away with you. Like, you're, it's, 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 it's just been proven time and time again. that If you're not a conformist and you don't think like they do or they don't get you to believe like they do, that they'll figure out a way to, you know, disrupt whatever it is that you call life. And I think that's a bad thing. And it all happens by distancing. Right. So that's what I said. The people who are making these laws and these rules, they distance themselves from the actual people it affects. And they create all these agencies that do all these things to enforce their strong arms, to enforce their laws and their rules and their regulations on us. I don't know about you folks, but I'm ready for another tea party. <laughs> we the people. Right. <laughs> We got to start thinking about this tea party again. And I don't know if you drink tea, but you may want to think about it, you know. So here's something else I found kind of disturbing, right? And you also have U.S. Uh, immigration and Customs Enforcement, right? Whatever that means, I don't even know anymore. And then here's my favorite. Here's my two favorite ones, right? So U.S. Department of Justice. My goodness, what a ridiculous name. U.S. Department of Justice. Okay. To enforce the law and defend the interests of the United States according to the law. To ensure public safety against threats foreign and domestic. To provide federal leadership in preventing and controlling crime. 
to seek just punish punishment for those uh, for those guilty of unlawful behavior and to ensure fair and impartial administration of justice for all Americans. My goodness, Department of Justice, do you think they're providing us with the justice against them? I don't think so. I think this, these original ones, they, they, don't, they don't include politicians. They don't include all those people who make these rules and laws and, and, and these buffers and create these buffer zones between us and them. The rules don't pertain to them. We know that. We've seen it. Our history shows us. Okay? And here's the best, right? Their annual budget, the Justice Department, to make sure that everybody gets treated just and fair. Everybody. Everybody. All people. It says it right there. Well, nobody knows these things. Their budget is $33 billion. No, folks, do you understand the money, the value? $33 billion. I don't even know what to say. $33 billion. So we give our tax money, $33 billion of it, to this, to this agency, and they distribute however they see fit. However they see fit. No permission, no nothing. They take it, and then they do what they want with it. That's the end of it. No questions asked. Okay? <laughs> Just a little friendly reminder from your boy from Brooklyn, Shannon Ambrosio, right? Here's my favorite one. Department of Health and Human Services. Oh, my goodness. This one encompasses so many agencies, it's not even funny. I couldn't even go through the list to tell you about this. But I tell you the one thing that's true, right? And that is that your, the annual budget for these people is $1.2 trillion. We're not talking millions. We're not talking billions. We're talking trillions here. Do you know what trillion dollars does? You know what? We've seen what trillions of dollars do. We've seen it. Right? They, we give trillions of dollars to countries. Listen to me. We can't find a vaccine. <laughs> That's good for everybody. But we give these people 1.3. We could end hunger in this country for the amount of money they take from us and use on frivolous nonsense. There's like, seven, there's like 10 agencies under the Department of Health and Human Services. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that us, we the people, have given the power up to all these other people. And then we wonder why there's riots and we wonder why we don't like each other anymore. It's because they created this way for us. They have paved, <laughs> they have paved their own roads in gold and left us to clean up the mess behind them. That is the truth, folks. I, I am truly, truly lately, lately thinking and, and trying to realize everything that's happening at one time is that um, mankind really feels for mankind anymore. I'm having a harder and harder time <laughs> getting this into my head every week. And I know I'm laying heavy, folks, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> and I don't even know what else to say about it. But tyranny comes in many forms. And we have to pay attention more, I think, personally, um, to the idea of, of what government, like they have changed, they have changed the definition of tyranny for us to make us think it's a, it's a sense of uh, pride and patriotism to whatever country you're in, right? That's what they got us this false thing to believe is that we should all be standing behind the government and what they do. And I go, my goodness, if, if we just looked at the way they treat their own people, including us and other countries, 
If we just look at the way they treat their own people, we don't have to um, wait for them to come up with a new law or a new rule or a new way to uh, separate us. We can hold them accountable. How crazy would that be? Let's, let's really push. Here's my idea, right? And this will be the end of this. Here's my push. My push is this, is that we start going back to the government and our local officials and we start making them um, give good people stuff <laughs> and accolades. And um, I don't know. I don't know. There has to be some other way. There has to be some other way that shows the rest of the human race and the rest of the uh, people just in general is that we're not always just looking out for the bad for everybody. We also can start looking out for the good things that we do. And we, cannot, and we can also start, um, I think, making it known and rewarding more people and more organizations that do good for the good of all people for the humankind for the human race i think that's what we should start doing we should start having the government really showcase people who are doing good things for humankind instead of um oscars and grammys and emmys and all that stuff and i'm not saying listen to me this is not me being uh you know kind of like down with all these you know different uh, things of fame and fortune and all that no my thing is that we need to give equal opportunity for everybody to be to to understand that we should be rewarded for lots of things not just movies like actors and and movies and yes we should have those things too and we should celebrate people's art forms of all kind of any kind right but we also shouldn't be doing that before we're recognizing the good that people do for for humankind not just for not just for one one group or one organizations right so the organization for like you know winning awards for movies and tv shows and music and even podcasts and stuff like this winning awards for that's okay but it shouldn't be publicized more than nobel peace prize <laughs> I just find that hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that we take more, we have more appeal to watch the idea that Will Smith smacked Chris Rock on stage and we're upset about this. And I'm like, we should be more upset with everything else that's going on. And we should be more upset that the public isn't more aware of people that are making groundbreaking improvements for humankind all the time. Instead of just in the in the background, instead of it's just like something that happens, right? And I know we think about, you know, what happens with, with power and stuff like that. Like, you know, Zuckerberg and uh, Gates and, and Jobs and all these people and all these people that created these worlds of technology. And, and you know, we like to, you know, say bad things about them now. And I said, well, shoot, the, the you know, the things that they contributed to humankind they're 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 priceless they really are um the byproduct of what happens from these things that belongs to us we have to take responsibility for that right we really do because we let it happen right we become um complacent with the idea of this is just the way it is like i said status quo well i'll tell you what folks <laughs> here's my status quo and this is the end of my rant i am done folks 
You guys are wonderful. And remember, this is the way it goes. Every day is a good day, even still, no matter what. <laughs> and if you give a smile, you going to get a smile. Give a bunch of them smiles out there, folks. We all need them. Believe me when I tell you, especially in these trying times. Um, I think over the last couple of years, we've really come to understand. I think we've come to understand us more intentionally than we are just, ah, that's another person. So I think that's a good thing kind of brought us closer together i think it kind of brought us closer together with the idea is that we're thinking much more humanely we're just not acting that way yet and that's the next step all right listen to me folks um i gotta uh run that's it i'm out it's your boy 